Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 4th of May. Today I am joined by Christabel Wickett, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Christabel. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks, Peter. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So, um, some very, again, you know, um, I'm uh, very interesting stories in today's uh, Watson's Daily. Um, so, which one of those um, have you picked out to talk about today? So, the story that I want to talk about is that the FTC proposes barring Meta from monetizing young users' data. Yeah, yeah. So... Yesterday, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, suggested that Meta should be banned from monetizing users' data, young mm-hmm. users' data. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2020, Meta reached a $5 billion privacy settlement with the FTC. But mm-hmm. to put that into perspective, that's about one month's revenue for Facebook, as it was called back then. Yeah. Um, and now the FTC are calling for tougher restrictions on the company because of sharing data with third parties and not protecting children's privacy. Mm um so there's been it's a bit shock i mean it is a bit shocking though isn't it i mean you i I don't know i I suppose everyone thinks thinks the worst of or a lot of people think the worst of of facebook or meta as it's now called but it is shocking that they have been able to do this for so long isn't it yeah i mean especially with with all the talk about tiktok being getting banned and all of the concerns over TikTok's privacy, yeah. Um, but Meta is still still getting away with it, still breaching mm. settlements that they've made. And it's been doing it for so long as well. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, TikTok is the new kid on the block, and yet Facebook have been around for years and years, and yet, you know, their yeah, they you know their their data must be pretty incredible. Um, you know, their data sets they have. But um, but anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so well, there's a lot of concern about how social media is causing mental health crises, and um, Meta is is part of that. Um, mm, mm. But a lot of the things that it said it was doing, um, the FTC are claiming that's not not the case. So Meta says that it, after 90 days of not using a third party app, mm-hmm. that that app no longer has access to the Facebook users' information. Um, mm. But according to the FTC that's not the case and data is still being leaked to these third parties. Yeah. Um, and the, the messenger kids app has some error codes in it, which has allowed the users to connect to unapproved contacts. Mm. So children can be talking to absolutely anyone on the app. Mm. Um, and as well as breaching that settlement agreement, that's also against copper, the children's online privacy protection act, mm. because parents won't have an opportunity to consent before Meta starts collecting data on their children. Mm. Um, And as well as this, the FTC are asking for limitations on how Meta can use facial recognition technology, which, I mean, the amount of data that it's got from what all of us look like going back years Mm. is is huge. Um, So this could cause cause issues with any future expansions by Meta, and particularly... Um, in VR and the metaverse, mm. there, there could be problems that they have there. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it is shocking. It has been able to go on for this long. I think it's taken this long for the a the, the tech 
uh, you know, the tech giants to to maybe be a bit vulnerable. Um, and at the same time, the regulators feeling a bit more empowered, um, whereas before, I think pretty much um, big tech probably just thought that the the regulators were a bit of a joke. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't say that, but uh, or not in public anyway. But um, but it's maybe taken. I mean, it has taken a long time for us to do. I think for well for companies to even look like they're doing the right thing um yeah but you know yeah it's been a it's it's it has been a long road but i kind of i kind of think well at least we are now here you know and we this is this is on the table yeah and hopefully other other platforms will see this and start to try and do something about their um privacy absolutely Absolutely. No, no, I, I think so. So, I mean, obviously, you know, they've got um, they've got a, a bit of time before they have to respond um, to this. Yeah. So obviously, at the initially, they'll say, no, it's not the case and blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, literally. Uh, and then they are going to actually have to come back and um, they're going to have to have an official response to this. So it should be very interesting to see what they have to say about that. Yeah, it'll be interesting as well to see what kind of sanction can be brought against them because, mm. I mean, that that $5 billion is just a drop in the ocean. So yeah. I think fining them is not really going to to be enough. Perhaps yeah. there need to be more threats on restricting yeah. um, in the way that TikTok has seen. Mm. No, fair, fair enough, yes. Absolutely. So, what, what did you want to talk about today, Peter? So today, I thought I would talk about India uh, and Apple. So specifically, <clears throat> there was some very um, uh, good news for Apple um, in the sense that uh, they are they seem to be doing pretty well in um, in India. So um, there has been a, a big uh, uplift in the sale of refurbished iPhones. Um, and I just think this feeds into the whole story about what Apple is doing in India. I mean, we've recently seen um, the first two, I think, Apple stores opening in India, you know, giving people a shop window to look through and to admire their, you know, their wares. Um, but also, you know, that has followed um, you know, promises of, of investments, um, uh, production capacity in India as well, um, and you know the this the whole India the advance in India I suspect has been hastened by the fact that that the there's this really bad feeling against China from India, but also from large parts of the West, yeah. um, which has meant that you know with all this. The, the 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 us china trade tensions which have been around now since um trump got in, in into power in 2016 you know these it's not going away um and as a result a lot of companies and industries have had to decide whether they're going to stay in china or try to go somewhere else in order to stay within the region but not fall foul of any sanctions um, that come from Russia and apply to China. So, yeah. um, so I think this is so. So, uh, India 
is becoming more of an important part um, a, a partner for uh, for Apple. And I think that this is um, oh, and the other thing, of course, they did relatively recently was they um, they along with I think Foxconn did this really, but Foxconn supplying Apple, um, they managed to change the law in one of the uh, one of the states. Um, in order to accommodate their 24-hour shift pattern, yeah. which is pretty impressive as well. You know, to actually be able to check, get the law changed to fit you in is pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, so I think that, um, you know, Apple seems it's making progress. So it started with production. Um, then, uh, you know, you, you've seen these these stores. Now you're seeing um, refurbished uh, iPhones, um, you know, becoming more popular. I mean, ultimately, if you create, I think they're creating this aspirational brand um, and that by the time they, um, you know, that the, 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 they manage to expand the brand more, have more, um, have more shops, outlets, all that sort of thing, hopefully the, um the middle class the growing middle classes who will be aspiring to own one of these phones they will grow um as uh, india's economy gets stronger and the wealth gets split more evenly um i think that this is going to and that's only on a relative basis but um but i think that this is a this is a this is a we're at an early stage of of a major a potential boom here so i think that apple is doing the right thing by putting the effort in now because i'm sure it will be able to reap the rewards later uh, but what do you yeah. think yeah um, india is such a huge market that mm. um, apple has the potential to break into that in back in 2021 the share of new smartphones from apple Mm. was only one percent and that went up to five percent in 2022 yeah. but also refurbished iphones are are really um increasing as well so that went from three percent up to eleven percent last yeah. year yeah yeah um and i think that that that's definitely going to really help apple to break into the market because mm. iphones are prohibitively expensive for a lot of people yeah um but getting a refurbished one it, it's like a sort of gateway into yeah. Apple, and once you're in the Apple ecosystem, it is really difficult to, <laughs> to go back. Um, so... You get sucked into the <laughs> Apple vortex, don't you? Really? I mean, this is a great thing, isn't it? Because you can imagine that people get these refurbished iPhones, and everyone will be, "Oh, let's look at your phone. Let's look at your phone." And they'll be looking at the phone, and that in itself, people even holding, you know, holding them, it will be a great advert. You would have thought. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be people like, oh, yeah, you know, we should get. <clears throat> but having said that, I don't know, because <clears throat> because maybe I mean, I that's how I would have thought they want things to go is that um, it becomes a real aspirational thing in India and people will want it. And then as they get richer, because they because, you know, the country gets better at redistributing its GDP, you know, GDP and stuff. And I, I just, but the only thing, the only other thing is, is that I know that sometimes when, as an Apple user, you're, you're confronted with a group of um, Android enthusiasts, they will be very quick to say, oh, you're a, 
I noticed that your refurbished iPhone has still got a worse camera than my than my Android phone, you know, or it hasn't got this or yeah. it hasn't got that. So I can imagine in some ways there may be a bit of pushback. Um, but, you know, hopefully people will, well, hopefully from Apple's point of view, people will see the phones, they'll like the phones, they'll think, actually, I can see what the fuss is all about. I aspire to have one because I want a status symbol uh, to show. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that maybe that will work. But I think, generally speaking, though, I think this is a, a great move. It's an interesting move. And it does suggest to me that maybe things will get better more quickly than we might have thought uh, in in this in what is going to be a hugely key market. Yeah, I think that the fact that Apple is it is quite a status symbol is part of their key marketing, really, because mm. although you can get a phone that perhaps has better specs for mm. the same price, it just doesn't. People don't look at it and think, "Oh, wow, you've got the latest Huawei or whatever." Yeah. So yeah. I think people will notice if you've got an iPhone and everyone knows it and mm. it's just such a an easily recognizable brand mm. I see what I, I mean this is a bit of a random thought now but I wonder whether you know will Apple be able to rekindle that that weird sort of um, hysteria that it used to um, in earlier iterations of the iPhone you know where people would would camp out down uh regent street um in order to be first in the queue to get the new model you know i i wonder whether that will happen because i think obviously here i think there's uh, there's there's two things that have stopped that is one is that the it, and i say this is the main one is that um they they're more of an evolution rather uh, rather than a revolution as they used to be in the past you know that so you'd have like um a new release then the next year would be an s so let's say you get an apple 5 iphone 5 uh the next year will be apple iphone 5s so that would be called an s year and then the next year you'd have the iphone 6 Hmm. and that's what you know so um but now the differentiation is is that is that much less and actually purely looking at the phones they really don't look that much different so so from that, you know, so so from that point of view, I wonder whether Apple will be able to rekindle that excitement again because it doesn't have the saturation that that we have over here. So yeah, yeah. I think in in India there definitely is the potential for that. I mean, they've only just opened their their first two stores, mm-hmm. and people were flying across the country to be there for the opening of the first store. Oh right, um, oh, yeah. So I think that they definitely have have the potential for that kind of excitement and mm. frenzy that, that they can pick up in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? We, you know, sometimes brands can have this effect. I mean, one of the funniest things I ever saw, this is quite a while ago, but um, I remember when, uh, and we're going a little bit off piece here, but uh, um, I remember Krispy Kreme Donuts. <laughs> they decided to open in Japan. And I remember going on a business trip to Japan and everyone in the office was saying, oh, yeah, you've got to go to Shinjuku. They've got this amazing, like, they've got, you know, Krispy Kreme has just opened. And I tell you, I went to this place and I haven't seen anything like it for a donut shop, right? <laughs> it, there were queues. You know those things, you have those sort of gate things 
um, like if you're waiting for something at an amusement park, you know, like yeah. those stands and a rope and stuff like that. They had queuing system going on outside. <laughs> wow. And not only that, they had these little signs that said, you know, from here is 30 minutes wait. From here is 40 minutes wait. It was unbelievable. And the service there is absolutely amazing. Right. But what was happening was was they what they used to do was the people in the office, like the the bosses in the office, were sending the office juniors out with suitcases, right? Suitcases to go to the uh, to Krispy Kreme and load up with as many donuts as they could put in their brief in their <laughs> cases um, and to bring back to the office. Wow. I mean, I was ama- amazing. I mean, I don't know whether they'll you'll have that kind. There'll be that kind of hysteria um, in. <laughs> in apple but it is interesting when you see stuff like this because you think wow you know because you kind of take it for granted you you know i mean i like an apple store is you know it's a nice place and it's quite nice when you buy something from an apple store because it is a bit of a i do find it's a bit of a it's a bit of an occasion um on the odd time that i have had that um and you know but you you it's you still kind of take it for granted but where it's new yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they'll be able to recreate that kind of, you know, feel good factor and exclusivity and all that sort of stuff. But uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so there we go. So I reckon we basically stop there. But uh, um, thank you very much indeed, uh, Christabel, for your uh, for your insights today. Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, thank you very much for listeners um, for listening. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't always go on about donuts and stuff like that, but <laughs> I don't know. I just just felt like it today. But anyway, um, thank you very much for listening and um, for all the listeners out there. Um, we're going to be back again tomorrow for more for the pre um, uh, for the pre you know uh, coron- pre coronation special edition. Well, it's not really special edition. It's every edition is special. Um, but you know the pre coronation uh, episodes um, of this podcast, which will be the seven hundredth edition. Seven hundredth. I mean, oh, God. Anyway, we can talk about that tomorrow. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. Have a great um, day, and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye. <laughs>